Welcome to the Way of Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, your home for daily news covering the most interesting happenings in the crypto space every 24 hours with a new show every single weekday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. We're growing and we want to continue growing and giving you the latest news insights in the crypto sphere. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at just three bucks a month. And if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with $10 a month as well as show content and ask any question you want, which will be discussed on Friday's show. If you want to big take that step and take your keys into your own coins, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device securely on the Ledger website and it won't be tampered with, as well as helping support the show with no extra cost to you. Let's dig into the news. Welcome to today's show and thank you for listening. We have a lot going on today. The Three Arrows Capital story we've been following, the founders have been uh, missing, showing some bad faith. They have returned and uh, are now showing good faith. We have GameStop that's launched a beta NFT marketplace. This is big news on in the uh, Reddit Wall Street Bets uh, forum. And we have Playboy Mansion that has bought some land in the sandbox. Uh, lots of stuff going on. We'll dig into that and more. First, we're going to dig into the Fear and Greed Index. We're currently sitting at a 16. Yesterday, we were at a 22. This is just reflecting the price action that drop we had yesterday going into CPI data week. And this year has been a scary year. Every single time we've gone into CPI data, the numbers have been inflated more than the market thought previously. And I think this week is no different than that. We've already had one leak saying that uh, we can expect some inflated numbers, and we're seeing the price action reflect that market scare through those high CPI data uh, numbers. So we're expecting inflation to come in higher than last time. We'll see tomorrow, and we'll cover that on the show, of course. That's going to be big news, and it's going to have a direct result uh, in the price action of Bitcoin as well as other crypto projects, as well as all crypto projects and financial markets and everything else. Last week, we were at a 19 uh, still an extreme fear. So we are dipping below last week and uh, close to last month. We were at a 14 last month. Let's have a look at the actual market. Uh, first, we have Bitcoin. We're sitting at 19,892, slightly below that $20,000 mark up actually on the one hour chart, but we're down 2.93% on the 24, but up 2.02 on the seven day. Ethereum, we're sitting at 1,071. Ethereum took a significant hit with this CPI data leak. Uh, right now we're sitting at a six point three five in the red on the twenty four and down three percent on the seven day b and b down as well sitting at two twenty four down three percent on the twenty four and pretty flat on the seven day xrp we're at thirty one cents cents down four point two five percent on the twenty four and down one point three percent on the seven day cardano we are at forty three cents down three point eight six percent on the twenty four down 3.62% on the seven days. Solana, we're at 34 bucks, down 3% on the 24, up slightly on the seven day. Solana had a little bit of a rough week last week. Dogecoin is at six cents. We are down 4.63% on the 24, down 7.10% on the seven day. Polkadot, we are down 5.21% on the 24, sitting at $6.49. What else? We got Shiba's down 6%. 
AVAX down 3.7%. Matic is up. Uh, Matic is up 3.28% on the 24 and up 14% on the 7-day. Matic has been performing really well throughout this uh, throughout this market. It's interesting to see. Crow, we're down 3.8%, uh, down 3.8% on the 24 and pretty flat on the 7-day. Uh, anything else here? So if, as far as gainers, we only have really Matic in that top 20 Um and Matic has kind of been performing. It's been an overperformer for sure in this bear market, and it's looking good uh, to continue that way so far. If it's still got positive price action, uh, so the big news today is we have Shu Zhu, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name properly. I haven't heard anyone else talk about his name. I've only read, uh, so I don't know. <laughs> and I have a tendency to just destroy people's names here. But uh, Shu Zhu, he's one of the founders of Three Arrows Capital. It's interesting, I saw a tweet yesterday by the Wolf of All Streets, and uh, it's called Three Arrows Capital. There's only two founders that are uh, two founders on the paperwork, I guess, for uh, Three Arrows Capital. I guess you call it like on paper, there's two founders. However, uh, there's a little bit of speculation that Duquan may be the, th- the third arrow in uh, as founders go, and uh, Duquan kind of did us did us a dirty uh, and crashed the entire crypto market. Let's get into this article here. This is from Crypto Potato, and, and the headline is Shuzu breaks the silence. Three Rose Capital to seek appropriate sanctions over disappointed disappointed court filing. So uh, as of yesterday, we're kind of starting to cover this story. How the founders have actually disappeared and uh, were not acting in good faith. They were not participating in any uh, meetings that were taking place over what to do with Three Euros Capital. They would attend a Zoom call. It was a Zoom or Meets or or one of those platforms, but they would not speak uh, and it was only their avatar. They weren't actually on video. It was just an avatar for the two founders that were listed in the the group uh, video meeting there and they said nothing and didn't respond or anything like that. So no one knows for sure if they were even there. And then there was speculation. That's when speculation started to happen that they may be missing and uh, then they did go missing for a brief period of time. They are back, or at least one is back. We're going to dig into this article and see exactly what's going on here. The lawyers representing Three Arrows Capital founder have called the court filing disappointing and have accused the creditors of baiting their clients. Uh, Very possible here. After a brief hiatus across social media channels, Three Arrows Capital founder Shu Zhu tweeted that they have that their good faith to cooperate with liquidators on the hedge fund was met with baiting. So he's accusing their, uh, the liquidators to accuse the liquidators of some nefarious action here. He also posted snapshots of emails sent by Advocates Legal LLP, the Singapore, Singapore-based firm acting on behalf of the fund's founders, which mentioned that they will take necessary steps to seek the appropriate sanctions. The law firm asked the creditors if they mentioned in the court filings the threats of physical violence the three founders and their families were facing. That was something similar to happened to Duke Juan. Um, and Alex Mashinsky both uh, have been facing threats over social media uh, due to clients' lack of funds. People are really upset, and uh, that ex- may explain why they've uh, they've chose to disappear here. Advocates Legal LLP also said that their clients have been working under a lot of time pressure. Yes, I, I would say that's pretty obvious, uh, pretty obvious, and would not proceed with a call that was scheduled for the day. Given the recent turn of events, the response comes days after the lawyers seeking emergency provisions relief told the court that the founders of the Trouble Hedge Fund were not cooperating. 
The filing with the U.S. Bank Court for the Southern District of New York also mentioned finding an abandoned office and a pile of old mail. There's also been um, NFTs that have been moved around. There's a lot of digital assets that have been moved around, which is never a good thing, that uh, originally had belonged to... or. Uh, or I shouldn't say belonged to the founders, but have belonged to Three Arrows Capital. They were pulled and moved into other wallets, which uh, I think just kind of threw flames on the fire that these guys were gonna gonna run, make a run for it, and cash in their assets and disappear into the world somewhere. They claimed to have failed to locate the founders and speculate that the duo may have fled to Singapore. The court-appointed lawyers had also asked the court to subpoena the founders and had them furnish had them furnish a list of company assets such as wallets, controls, bank accounts, digital assets, and its possessions, derivative contracts, securities, all that kind of stuff. To comply with the demands, a spreadsheet with details of the company's assets were attached to the most recent email of Shoes Lawyers. So uh, it appears at first glance they will continue to cooperate. However, um, I can understand why they are moving away from social media and moving away from the public eye considering them and their families have been under uh, threats physically. Uh, I probably would do the same thing. I'm sure most of uh, you guys would as listeners as well. Um, <clears throat> however, it is sketchy that they started moving their digital assets into new wallets. Uh, that is sketchy. And it appeared like they were going to run for it. Maybe they were planning on making a run for it and had a change of heart uh, at the last minute. It's hard to say. It appears at least one is cooperating. Maybe the other one is uh, under some more duress. We don't know. And we'll continue following this story as it moves on. Similar things did happen. Uh, like I said to Duquan, he was uh, under uh, a lot of pressure. <laughs> Obviously, uh, he cost companies billions and billions of dollars, billions and billions and uh, individuals as well and private investors and, and all that kind of stuff. And he was facing threats as well, him and his family. Um, and he's kind of stayed in the public eye. Uh, a little bit. I haven't heard much from him lately, but he's maintained his presence in the public eye. Uh, some good news, I guess, for uh, for Polygon. Uh, Terra, the, all the developers for Terra, who were some really smart people, actually. Terra Luna had some really good developers working on their platform, some real talent, and they are moving to Polygon. So Polygon is starting to look like a more and more interesting project here. We're gonna dig into this article, it's from Coin Potato, just talking about how those founders are moving into, uh, from Terra Luna to Polygon following that uh, USD Luna collapse. In mid-May, Polygon Studios CEO revealed working closely with several Terra-based projects to help them migrate over the Layer 2 network. So uh, the important note here is they've actually moved uh, from that brand new Terra Luna protocol. Terra Luna replaced their old protocol with Terra Luna Classic. They started a brand new uh, Luna token, but the developers don't wish to work on that new Luna token. They're moving over to Polygon. A, pr a plethora of NFT projects, devs, and their ecosystems were left stranded in the Terra wreckage. Two months later, almost 50, cri 50 crypto projects and their coders based on the Fallen Network have now found a home in Polygon. The projects include P2E Metaverse, Lunaverse, the AI-generated NFT Metaverse, Dystope AI, and Terra's more successful PFB collections such as Hellcats and Baby Bulls. This mostly looks like it's going to affect NFTs and NFT marketplaces. In a tweet, Polygon Studios <clears throat> excuse me, CEO Ryan Watt confirmed the numbers stating that these projects have allied to move to the Polygon network 
It was so awesome to help and welcome all these wonderful developers into our thriving ecosystem. Welcome. Yes, this is great news for Polygon because they had, Terra Luna had some talented developers and uh, it would be terrible to see that talent go to waste. Several competing blockchains have tried to woo developers whose work was endangered by the Terra implosion. Watt had also stated the Polygon will be putting capital and resources against these migrations to welcome the developers with their respective communities to the platform. The Layer 2 blockchain built on Ethereum unveiled a relatively uncapped multi-million dollar fund shortly thereafter. Polygon planned to finance the fund with the help of recently raised $450 million led by Sequoia Capital India. Cool. Terra-based NFT marketplace One Planet was the first one to receive funding from Polygon. The team, which considered of which was consisted of around 30 people, has moved to the blockchain. Interesting, One Planet has also been helping other NFT project migration via the new initiative called ARC-1. I like that name. After considering key factors such as mass adoption, market opportunities, stability, and foundation level support, OnePlanet announced partnering with Polygon to become a dedicated marketplace for all migrating Terra NFT projects to the Polygon ecosystem. Meanwhile, other high-profile metaverse play-to-earn games such as Derby Stars have migrated to Polygon. So this is really positive news in the crypto space because the Terra Luna collapse really hurt the integrity um, and it cost a lot of really talented developers their jobs and to uh, kind of be lost uh, what they're going to do next. And Polygon has offered them that hand into advancing the crypto space through the Polygon network, ditching the Terra Luna's brand new token that they... uh, I personally think it's going to crash and burn because there's just no trust left with Duquan. Um, it's it's gone now. And uh, them moving to Polygon is a really smart thing and will allow them to com- continue to develop uh, and improve the crypto space. Um, that's positive all the way around. Some Voyager stuff. We have a little bit of news that came over to Voyager. This was uh, yesterday afternoon. And this is from Cointelegraph. It's stating Voyager can't guarantee all customers will receive their crypto under proposed recovery plan. So um, Voyager Capital may leave some people with empty hands that had money invested on their platform, uh, either in uh, just holding the crypto asset on the exchange or collecting yield on it. The crypto lending firm said that the exact amount of reimbursement, the exact amount of reimbursed to users will depend on what happens in this restructuring process and the recovery plan of Three Arrows Capital. So there's, they're basing what they're gonna pay out customers on uh, what they're gonna receive from Three Arrows Capital and I guess what Three Arrows Capital has left to liquidate to Voyager. And uh, that's gonna be distributed amongst uh, their customers, their Voyager customers. Following Voyager Digital filing for bankruptcy on Tuesday, the crypto lending firm said its recovery plan was aimed at preserving customer assets but did not explicitly state it would be able to return all equivalent funds to effective users. In a Monday blog, Voyager said it had roughly 1.3 billion in affected user funds, in addition to another 650 million of claims against Three Arrows Capital, referring to the 15,250 Bitcoin and the 350 million USD loan uh, that the firm failed to repay. So they're out 650 million, over half a billion dollars is just it's just crazy. Um, that's about half the outstanding debt that they have. Uh, yeah, it's a little less than half the outstanding debt that they have uh, to repay affected customers. The exact number will depend on what happens in the restructuring process and the recovery of three Arrows Capital assets, said the lending firm. The plan is subject to change, negotiation with customers, and ultimately a vote. 
we will put together a restructuring plan that would preserve customer assets and provide the best opportunity to maximize value. So this is a tweet from Voyager. If you want to follow them or look at the tweet on Twitter yourself, you can just go to at invest, at invest Voyager. Uh, Voyagers, we understand how critical it is to get access to the value in your account. And we are working through that process as quickly as possible to do just that. Today's post provides an update on customers' cash and crypto and the next steps. And it just takes you to a uh, six paragraph tweet as well as their actual blog post on the Voyager website. So if you do have, if you're a Voyager customer, you have money on the Voyager platform, go to Ad Invest Voyager. You'll find their tweet. It was yesterday, so it should pop up pretty easily. And uh, they actually have a blog update on their website, which is investvoyager.com. Uh, you can go to that, and that's where they keep. That's where they've been updating all their clients. In addition to crypto assets, Voyager said it was holding funds equal to the amount of USD in customer accounts in a special FDIC insured account at the Metropolitan Commercial Bank of New York. FDI protection guarantees up to two hundred fifty thousand per customer should the bank fail, not the lending firm. Voyager added it was working to restore access to USD deposits. So it looks like they're going to potentially have an easier time giving people back their USD cash they were holding on the platform in the anticipation of making trades. Uh, And that's going to be easier because as you've deposited money on the Voyager platform, if you are holding USD there to, uh, to make trades in the market or if you had just sold before all these withdrawals were paused, um, that money was actually insured, which is, uh, that's a good, uh, good move on Voyager. And I believe they're the only exchange that offers that feature. I haven't seen any other exchange that offers FDI insurance, but we'll see how this plays out in the end. I know there was some issues, uh, with their insurance and there was some red tape and some fine print on there on how, on how and who they actually had to pay out. And I think a lot of people understood this as their crypto asset was insured. So I think a lot of people held their crypto on the Voyager platform, uh, their Bitcoin, Ethereum, and uh, one of many, many altcoins on their platform because they thought that that was actually insured by the FDIC uh, on their website, where in, in actuality, it was only the USD held on the platform to make trades or earn from selling trades that was insured. And it was a little bit confusing there for customers. And uh, there was a lot of upset people when they found out that uh, it would not be paying out their crypto losses, that insurance. In addition to the legal solutions Voyager is exploring with three ACs, which is three O capital's repayment, the company said it was pursuing various strategic alternatives to evaluate the value, to evaluate the value of the standalone company compared with a third party investment or sale. Data from TradingView shows the company's shares price have fallen more than 98%. Yeah, they're pretty well toast since its yearly high of 20 bucks and 35 cents in November. Now it's just 27 cents a share. So they're going to try and liquidate the company and all assets, see what they can get out of Three Arrows Capital now that it is, it is completely defunct in my eyes um, and see what of that 650 mil they can get back from Three Arrows to then pass on to their customers. Uh, what would be fantastic is if a lot of that 1.3 billion that was held on the platform was in USD cash and is FDIC insured. So you'd see customers getting that back and then the crypto assets uh, will be covered by the liquidation of Three Arrows Capital. That would be a beautiful thing to see all those customers repaid um, 
repaid in full or close to full, close to made whole. Uh, that would be fantastic. Celsius is still ongoing. They are continuing to pay off loans in DeFi protocols only so far. I believe at the time of this recording, uh, it may not be completely up to date because you have to wait through the data to be analyzed through Glassnode on what Celsius is paying. However, they are continuing to pay uh, into yesterday, uh, and I believe they only have uh, about 127 million, only is with a set of quotes. Uh, of course, about 127 million left to pay off in DeFi. Uh, they made another massive payment yesterday afternoon. Uh, I believe the outstanding, the time of the outstanding debt on DeFi through Celsius was about 250 million at the time of the recording of the podcast yesterday. And now it's down to 127. Uh, so they are continuing to pay off their loan. So there is hope for Celsius customers still. I know I keep saying that and it is a risky move. Um, I'm a Celsius customer as well. I've gone through having a substantial amount of my portfolio to small amounts and back and forth as well as family members uh, that I have as well that I've recommended Celsius to. So I'm uh, just as affected by everyone else, including uh, you guys. And I really hope this works out. And uh, it may, at least they are trying to pay off their debts. They're doing the right thing. And it appears that Alex Mashinsky does care about his uh, persona, his public persona, and wants to make good. They are trying to make good on this. And we'll see what happens in the end. Sometimes things are out of... Um, out of their control and there, there may not be funds to repay their debts. They may still get liquidated and may still pay out uh, percentages on the dollar to all their customers and all their holders that use the platform. But we will see. Uh, we will see. GameStop. GameStop has released a public beta NFT marketplace. This, I think this is big news because GameStop is just infamous on uh, Wall Street Bets and on the, uh, as an internet meme stock. It's the uh, the internet meme stock, and they have released um, an NFT marketplace, very anticipated. And there's probably going to be a lot of traffic on this through uh, the Wall Street Bets Reddit forum, who uh, started that whole GameStop, who created uh, GameStop as a meme stock, and uh, caused a bunch of Wall Street hedge funds that were shorting the stock to become liquidated and fought against them for a, a long period of time, actually. Uh, American video game, consumer electronics, and gaming merchandise retailer GameStop has launched its NFT marketplace, enabling gamers, creators, collectors, and others to buy, sell, and trade NFTs. Gaming giant GameStop launched its own non-fungible tone token, or NFT, as we like to say, marketplace on Monday. Yesterday, the new NFT marketplace intends to deliver low fees and high speeds. Users of the marketplace can buy, sell, trade, and create NFTs. The marketplace features functionality, functionality to enable users to view statistics for NFTs, and educational materials is also provided because uh, NFTs come with the, the burden of educating people what they are because uh, no one understands why they're paying uh, $20 to uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for what they consider to be a JPEG, right? So... Um, there are educating people on the NFT space as well, and I think that's what—that's why this is big news. So I think uh, GameStop, because they are such a 
infamous meme on the internet. They, their stock is such is the infamous meme stock. They will have the ability to educate a wider audience of what NFTs are and why they are cool. Uh, if you like them. In a non-custodial Ethereum layer 2 based application, the users can connect to the marketplace using the GameStop wallet or, the, or other con- Ethereum compatible wallets. Cointelegraph reported in May regarding the GameStop wallet and plans for the new NFT marketplace. The marketplace displays featured NFTs, NFT creators, and collections on the app's main screen. And a deeper analysis of the analysis of the market is also possible through the Explorer interface. Currently, there are 236 NFT collections in the marketplace. So uh, I'll probably uh, sign up for this. I actually don't own any NFTs at this time. I've only been into the crypto space. I think NFTs are really cool. Uh, I am waiting for a market drop to get into the NFT space. It just seemed like it was running really hot there for a long time, pretty well. All of 2021, it was just running hot and uh, it's starting to cool down now. We'll see what happens over the next 12 months or so as this bear market kind of pans out. Uh, We may or may not come out of it. Uh, Within that 12 months, who knows? I I kind of expect uh, us to stay in a bear market until we hit some kind of aggregator which pushes us out, such as uh, a Bitcoin ETF, some kind of unseen event or a... um, or we're in it till the having. I think we're in this for a little bit. That's okay. It's time to build up portfolios, uh, build up crypto businesses, portfolios, all that kind of stuff, and recover from this. Uh, all these bad actors that have been infecting the crypto market over the last year and a half here, and we'll come out stronger on the other end. But I think we're going to be in it for a little bit, at least until we have uh, some kind of catalyst. We need a catalyst to push us out of the bear market, and that could be. Many, many things could be inflation uh, dipping, could be the Federal Reserve lowering interest rates, uh, could be, like I said, a Bitcoin ETF, could be the Bitcoin halving. We could be here till, for that long. It's impossible to know, but I think we're here for a bit and I'll probably take some opportunity in this bear market to pick up some NFTs that I find interesting at a screaming deal. Uh, And that's kind of my plan here. So we expect CPI data to come out tomorrow. I touched on this a little bit. Um, There has been a leak in regards to the CPI data that we should expect some inflated numbers. It has caused all the markets to dip. Uh, Everything is in the red and the stock market is going to enter the red, I'm sure, today when it opens. So we will be reporting on the CPI data probably on Thursday. I record these podcasts early in the morning and CPI data tends to come out from the Fed at around that uh, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. mark. So we'll be picking up the story on that on Thursday, but we're all going to be feeling the effects tomorrow afternoon of that CPI data if it's positive. The leak is wrong. If it's positive, we're going to see green. And if it's negative, we're going to see some deeper red. And I think we're all used to that by now. CPI week is never a good week in 2022 for the markets. And it's just continuing to do that until we have some kind of turnaround. And at the end of the month, the next big thing to look out for other than CPI data is uh, the Federal Reserve to say whether we're in a recession or not. I think it's pretty clear we are in a recession. I think we're in a recession. I know a lot of you do too. However, we will get the official the official check mark, whether we're in a recession or not from the Federal Reserve on July 27th at the end of the month. And that should spur some market activity as well. So this month is not looking great for the crypto space. However, if you're not selling, 
it doesn't matter. So if you're buying, there's lots of opportunities to buy here in this market. We're getting dips. We're in one today. We're probably going to get one tomorrow if this holds true, tomorrow into Thursday. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. But this is just buying opportunities from now until this is over. And uh, I hope it's over pretty soon because I don't like seeing my net worth down 70% just like you don't either. The one thing to keep in mind, and I, I try and keep this in mind as well, is now it's just a time to build for the next bull run. That next bull run is coming. It's just a matter of when. Uh, it's not an if. It's a matter of when. Just pick and choose your projects very carefully because uh, Bitcoin is the safe haven. We know that. Ethereum is pretty safe too. Uh, all the all projects, they may not return to their all-time highs. Some may. A lot of the projects that are going to just fly in this next bull market may not even be out yet, uh, but some are, I think. And if you pick wisely now and build positions in the really good ones now, I think that we are going to come out just screaming on this next bull market and now's the time to position yourself for that uh, thanks for listening for today's show if you want to support the podcast you can do that on patreon links are in the description you can also buy a ledger device from the official ledger website that way you know the device hasn't been tampered with it's legitimate and you'll help go help to you'll be helping support the show at no extra cost to yourself if you want to reach out to me you can go to uh, www.thewayofcrypto.com you can email me from there you can find me on social media I'm on twitter at way of crypto cast and on tiktok at way of crypto and that's it we're gonna wrap up until tomorrow bye for now